Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and I have a very special guest with me today. You might know him from the weekly online local, or if you're from RIT, you might notice him for from your own locals. It's Nogaremi. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. What's up, Joe? Uh, How are you? I, I'm good. Today, not the recording of this episode, but today, if people are listening to this on release, is my birthday, so I hope I'm having a good day. Might not be, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope you are. It that that would be presumptuous. Twenty nineteen has been a bag of sh- sack of shit after sack of shit day. Uh, oh yeah, no good. Not a whole lot of good days. Can't really count them on the calendar for me. Uh, but that's that's like a sad story. But we're not about sad stories on this podcast. I'm trying. Let's get in. Let's get in a good mood because you have good news to share. Uh, if people don't know you or you know what you got going on. Uh, let us know, because I heard some su- some exciting news from you right before we started uh, that I want to talk about, but tell me about RIT. What's going on up there? Right. So uh, this past year, uh, I want to say the second half of 2018, we started a club on campus uh, called the Fighting Game Community. Uh, and so basically, that's what we are. We're the Fighting Game Community at RIT. Uh, we just launched our website this weekend, uh, which hosts kind of a couple of photos of us, what the club's about and what we're doing, uh, our Rambat results, because we run ranking battles every week, and then uh, who is on the board for the club. And uh, basically, we're just trying to get things ramped up. So we're starting on Twitter and Twitch and like all the social media platforms. We're starting to really get rolling onto those and uh, start you know, really starting our outreach and getting to people and letting people know that we exist. No, that's sick. Uh, that's awesome. So you're like, you have been doing this for a while to, to clear it up. This isn't like you're just starting your locals, but you are, you're like launching, launching your, your locals. It is like, you're going in right now. Right. So, uh, we soft technically the club soft launched or like started without like a presence uh fall semester so august 2018 but -hmm. before that i was working under another club uh called uh electronic gaming society at rit uh and they handle all of the gaming and i broke off from them because they weren't meeting my needs to step out on my own and get my own presence started and all of that, all of what that entails pretty you just much show up to that club and it's everyone flossing and you're like, these, this does not meet my needs. I cannot, I cannot floss <laughs> with you. EGS. Uh, there was, there was a little more, a little more intricacies involved in the flossing, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Um, they, they were milling walking. Just, okay. I get it. <laughs> it's very yeah, difficult. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Fair enough. Uh, but no, so one thing that, before you kind of go on and and tell us more about what you've got going on at RIT, something that I wanted to bring up that I, I was thinking about this before, kind of like all of today, on so a little bit of a little backstory on how I prepare for, for these podcasts is that I spend a lot of the day, whenever I'm just, whenever I have a moment, whenever it's just me, sitting and thinking, I like to think about oh, how could, you know, how am I going to spin this? What am I going to do? 
Like if I'm riding the bus or I'm driving home, I'm just kind of thinking about what, what are the angles at play here? And I think that an important angle at play here is that you, uh, you run and operate a local, um, we get to hear your opinion and we get to highlight what you're doing, but I don't feel like people who run locals are highlighted with, within the FGC. There are a cu- like we know of a couple of them. I could name, I mean, I could probably name more than the average FGC watcher. Like if someone who just watches Evo has no idea who any of these organizers are or anything, but I guess my, I want to have some kind of like TO outreach, something that gets these people, or at least maybe have people who like, I want to have like a TO appreciation day. Can we have Valentine's day instead of Valentine's day being about your significant other? Fuck all that. We like fighting games. We don't have that. Uh, let's have that be like TO appreciation day. What do you think about that? Uh, that sounds pretty impressive. I'm not sure how, uh, your wife would feel about that. There's um, kind of there's kind of a backstory on that. Uh, the short end of oh. it is that so for a lot of people, I know I started the show this way, but birthday on Valentine's Day, uh, and for the longest time, a lot of the people who I was dating were all like, "Well, let's do something like for us on Valentine's Day," and I'm like, "It's my fucking birthday. I'm not treating you to dinner on my okay. Let's go." Uh, but the first person to be like, "No, today is you. F this Valentine's Day shit. That's some." Um, that's a made up holiday to sell cards. Fuck that bullshit. Like, let's go celebrate birthday, uh, was Leah. So I married her. Uh, and that's that story. Uh, so it can, it can be to appreciation day in my book. I'm going to write it in as that it'll be like birthday sub to appreciation day, sub sub Valentine's day for losers. Well, right now I'm on board. I'll see if I find, a person that respects your birthday as much as uh, <laughs> Leah does. Fair enough. Uh, I, so, I mean, for anyone who's listening, if you if you know your your tournament organizer uh, or your event organizer, whoever is helping run locals out there, just like give them a shout on Twitter, man. Just and and tag. Oh man, we should have a hashtag. We should have a oh, hashtag. We really I didn't think far enough to think about hashtags. Oh fuck. Oh God! What what should it be? Ooh, I don't know. We'll think about one before the end of the show. But so we'll 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 tie this episode up in a nice bow. We'll come back around to it. Nice red, a big old beautiful red ribbon to celebrate To Day. Yes, <laughs> Fallon's <laughs> Tournament Organizers Day. That doesn't work. That I tried to force it, but that's not how language works. Uh, but no, so you've launched, you're, you're, you're pushing locals now and that's awesome. Yeah. And talking about pushing locals or even majors, uh, top tier GG just launched, uh, a little over a day ago. So, uh, which if you don't know what top tier GG is, it's basically a site for people to put in their event information mm-hmm. and, uh, all the rules, all of the description, where it is, an FAQ, and just have it all be in one centralized place and have basically uh, a map to it as well. So, like, you can, like, even go in and, like, look on a map mm-hmm. to see if there's anything close to you and to just have it be a resource for people to find out who's playing fighting games close to them. Yeah, I think the the map, it's like, it's not necessarily like an interactive map, 
but it's like i mean it kind of is uh it's got pins in it where you can see oh i'm in this region this is what's what's here it can drop down information uh it's a very good website i say it's very well put together uh i recommend if anyone runs a local or if you are part of a local to notify whoever runs it or just do it just input that stuff yourself and be like hey uh, it's out there because the one thing, and you might notice this already, I've certainly noticed, noticed this just from running the online local is that no matter how many places you post your information, you will always have someone asking, Hey, when is that? Where how can I find information? Where is, where is this? Don't, don't get me started, Joe. I, I know. Like, here's the thing folks at home, like, we love the people that show up like hundred percent. It is great that you are there. So like, we're going to put in as much energy as we can to get as many people as we can there. So when someone comes to us last minute and asks like, Hey, like where is this even being streamed? It's like, mm, is this best two out of three? Well, that was in the rule. Like the answer in my head is, well, that's in the rules that, you obviously read because you signed up, but that's yes. not true at all. That sentence I just said, that's not true at all. <laughs> it's that they signed up and forgot about it until they were like reminded maybe an hour or two before they were like, oh yeah, that's today. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll head down. Uh, man. So <laughs> my point is get help your, <laughs> help your local get as their information out in as many places as possible. Um, yep. Another thing that I just I like seeing is when people submit their locals to the the um, the local, local fighter network. network. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I got you. I get tripped um, up with that in the online man local and online, and it's a it's a hard thing. It's confusing. Talk, it, I agree. Get tongue tied. Uh, but, but the yeah, local you, the local your, fighter networks. Yeah. yeah, I've done it a couple of times. I've done it for both. Uh, the monthly that is run in Rochester and for the weekly RIT FGC uh, weeklies that just repeated weekly twice. Um, but I didn't do it this past week, which means I've been bad and not on top of my shit. Well, I mean, that's OK, because you also have to realize that there's how many other people who attend. That's like the beauty of it is that only one person has to submit the the results and well, here's the thing. I have to kind of reel it back a little bit because people might forget what we're talking about. So it, the local fighters network is, as of right now, it's still very bare bones. It is very, I would say, still proof of concept. I don't think we're there yet. Or I think that we we have like the concept somewhat proven but need a really solid delivery method of that information. Uh, right. And we're getting there. But trust me, folks, we're getting we're getting there. But we all have day jobs and have to like be adults, and then in the, our free time, be like, "Oh yeah, we need to work on this thing and make sure this is good." But that's that's just me giving out excuses. I can do that. It's my birthday. Shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> what you do is you go to our Street Fighter, and in the side, or it's even in like the the menu. If you're on a phone, there's like a button you can press up top that says like, "What's like this information for this sub that I'm in." And then you look at that and you scroll down and it says local fighters network, submit your results. And it's like, what's that? Let me click on that. Boom. 
Uh, and then it's like, what is your event's name? Where are you located? Uh, what were the results? Who scored? Who put te- placed top? We do top four. In retrospect, I might have. I, we should have maybe done it top three. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think top three is a much better way to organize it top four why there are specifically one through four places yeah i don't know if the fourth place really deserves the spot That's and it makes the... the form look really long yeah that is the issue is that the form you scroll down a little bit more and you see the results view all results uh and what i what i think is important about the results and seeing all of them in one place is that it's it's a timeline it's a timeline of locals, which I think is important when you talk about events pages like top tier GG moving forward, because I can speak from experience here. I love what top tier GG is doing. I see that and I think, awesome, they're filling a gap. But then I think, well, there was also this other website that filled this gap previously but that fell out of style or the person who kept it disappeared or and you can't contact them again uh this has happened a number this has happened so many times even in the last five years i can i can name at least three people who kept events or even uh, not even events calendars, but like event listings or local listings that have just disappeared. And it is like, it's kind of a boneyard almost of you look at it and you say, oh, there's a, there's a local here where I live. Let me click on, on this link. And the last update was like from six months ago. And you go, wait a minute, is anybody still here? And you get, it's, it's crickets. It's nothing. So yeah, what I like about LFN and me, so I don't know, this is just me talking out my ass at this point because it's not really a thing. It's still not really a thing yet, but we're getting there. But what I like about it is that it is, you can see who's active. Like you don't have to look like you can look at the stuff at the top for like, you know, for reference to see, Oh, back here, this is who was very strong in this region at that time. But then you can also just look back and it's all dated to see, Oh, this week, uh, Wolf Crone got bodied by K Brad in grand finals. That was weird. Like he showed up to, to that local interesting, which is something that happened that I, I looked at and went, huh? Interesting. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a balance between, the person with the website and the community supporting that person and reaching out when they see that stuff isn't being updated or things aren't changing. Mm-hmm. And it's on both parties to be like, Hey, I can't do this anymore. Can somebody take over? And for the community to be like, Hey, I have this extra free time. I can go ahead and, you know, approve event, uh, event forms and up, let them be uploaded to top tier.gg yeah it's on both sides um yeah so it's it's, it's rough continual like i feel like there could be a really good article about like the fgc entropy uh also i want to do quick fact check earlier did i say wolf crone because i meant to say wolfgang did i say wolfgang you You said wolf crone but that's okay okay i meant to say wolfgang i mean wolf crone and k brad have 
have beef. Yeah, that's. I think <laughs> so that's what I, I was thinking, it. and it rolled off the tongue, and I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, and then I remember, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I think I said Wolf Crone, but I meant Wolfgang, who is a very strong Blanca player, uh, which... <laughs> oh my goodness. Happy, Do we have to talk about this? <laughs> we should talk about it. It's really funny. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Blanca, as it turns out. This was the funny... I, I saw this happen in real time uh, on the Twitter.com, is that... Yep. Someone, uh, man, I should really track this down and, and not just say someone. Uh, I believe it was Pi Psy posted something about it, and then yes, uh, Kill Killbox like gave the reasoning, and then like uh, W Y D. I'm forgetting. You say weed. The last one. I've weed. asked him. It's weed. You just pronounce I, it weed. I don't remember the entire four letters. It's four letters. It's but uh, W Y D D. The First yeah. D is lowercase. The second D is uppercase. He's also a doctor, so you can call him Dr. Weed. I do. Dr. Weed. Uh, he came out with the the full explanation of, hey, this is what it is, and this is how it is, and this should probably be removed. <laughs> like, it's so funny that he posted that, and then, like, seconds later, I saw all the people whose names I would recognize in a in a post like that. It was like Hatton, Arliath, uh, Dantarian. We're all like, hmm, how about how about this? Like this <laughs> this could lead to some fucky shit. And then by the time Arliath even got there, he was like, Hey, is there an infinite? And I'm like, It's in the com it's over here in the comments. You're in the wrong you're in the wrong thread. Like go yeah. <laughs> you went down the you chose the wrong path. The infinite's over here. <laughs> like it already it was it's so fast. Like within within like four tweets, we went from, Hey, this looks really fucking broken. Like, was this a glitch to no, this is an infinite. <laughs> no, this is broken. 100%. Percent. If you have the execution, aka, did you play Street Fighter Four for a couple of years? <laughs> yeah, that's really. <laughs> you say that, but like that—that's the other thing that got me laughing. So what it is, folks, is that. Uh, so what Blanca can do is that if you, let's not even use the terminology, if you input a forward three kicks, which is his hop. Within one frame of, and it has to be, if you are like two frames, you're too late. It's within one frame. Uh, the input for his critical art, it will screen screen freeze like the startup of a critical art, but then he will cancel that into his hop. And he's basically in, he can do whatever, and you're frozen, you, the, as the other player, are frozen during that screen flash of the of the critical art, because that flash still happens. He's hopped out of it, he can do whatever. Uh, but what we call that in fighting game terminology is a plink. Um, what the, That stems from calling it priority linking, which is you press one priority button, over top of some you press a higher hold on let me think about this yes you push a higher priority <laughs> it's not button. even a button but it's a yeah. move that In overwrites case, move, the other yeah. move uh so it's a higher priority button immediately followed by a lower priority button uh and then you effectively it it was effectively for for linking moves like 
it was very helpful in Street Fighter 4 where you could very easily time one frame lengths by having two simultaneous inputs of what is effectively like one button press. So it's like ba-bop real quick with it. It's almost, it's almost simultaneous. It's that ba-bop. And then you get that one frame after the other, like heavy punch to medium punch or whatever the hell it was. You just needed to do something higher priority and lower priority. And it would do the higher priority twice because of that though. Uh, I loved thinking about this because it was like, oh, yeah, I also had to remember that the majority of the we even talked about this last week, even touched upon it, where the majority of the users for Street Fighter five are below silver tier, like it's basically like 75, maybe 80 percent below silver tier so it's like they've never plinked a day in their life i don't have to worry about this like anyone who's just grinding out does not have to worry about this at all uh high tier though yeah you know where where i'm grinding out where i'm not even like the highest of tiers i'm like at the point where like people understand what they're doing and have execution and so, like, you see them get, like, maybe one loop of it, and then they they mess it up. But <laughs> it's funny. still so annoying because you, you're always on the edge, like, Ooh, is he going to do it now or, like, three seconds from now? Right. Ooh. I mean, because regardless, if he gets that first hit in, then he's at least guaranteed a free critical art. Yeah. If he fucks it up. Because that's the other end. If he fucks it up, then it's just a critical art, and he should do it within range of of landing the critical anyway so (laughs) this just has me laughing because at least me laughing because i saw cast blanca doing this and he was just doing it all night just cackling to himself being like ha 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 this broken shit you motherfuckers eat this infinite (laughs) like just so much joy it's one of those things that like I don't, I don't know. I love broken shit. I love it when broken shit happens. And at the very least, at the very least, you know, I, I wish we could find broken shit like this every every week because then Capcom would at least talk to us. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's that's so true because as soon as this <laughs> was found out last night, you know, lo and behold, the next morning there's a message from Capcom being like, "Oh, hey, we know that there's an infinite glitch with Blanco. We're working to fix that." Yep. Man, that's just so. Ah, so funny. So perfect. And if anybody is wondering about uh, will this affect Evo Japan, uh, they've already banned it. They haven't banned the character. They just said if this happens, like this infinite, this glitch is banned. So if you do it, which like you have to very intentionally do it. I can perhaps see, I mean, it happened accidentally first. So I can see this accidentally happening perhaps, but like, it's, you well, gotta do it pretty intentionally. Here's the thing: now that we know what causes it, there's less of a reason for it to happen accidentally. Right. Yeah, because so like, there's there's two very easy ways. Like one, don't press three kicks immediately before, and two, don't activate your critical art with three punches. Yeah, that's that's basically it. I don't know. Um. I don't know why I said, I guess I said that in my mind because I was like thinking about my stick or at least my hitbox and those buttons are actually like so close together that like I would accidentally hit them at the same time. And also, I don't know, regardless, not, not important. Uh, As far as weed can tell, this is the only case where, where this is possible. He looked at all the, the 
the priorities of moves, stance changes versus critical arts. And this is the only one in the game where hop takes priority <laughs> over critical art for Yeah, for some reason. Reasons? This is the this is the only move in the entire game that has more priority than a critical art in terms of uh, a player inputting them. Yeah. Don't know why that yeah. is a thing. I don't know. It's, it's really <laughs> funny like you, as far as I know. Almost if like the programmer that was there sat down and thought about it for like I don't know five minutes at at least. Like if you needed more than five minutes, I think there's a there's a major problem. It'd be like, huh? Should this be a higher priority than critical art? Ah, sure. Maybe sometimes they're trying to input super and accidentally push three punches and three kicks at the same time, and they want to get hop. Like, uh, yeah. No one's thinking that. No one's thinking no. that. Uh, okay, so we've had some fun with that. Time to talk about some bad news. I have to bring this up. And this is one thing. I've been dragging my fucking heels on this one. It's like, because I as soon as it happened, I thought to myself, fuck, I need to bring this up. And it's a really messy situation that... I don't think anyone who is involved in the FGC is really responsible for. And I don't think that there's any, uh, like there's nothing negative at heart here, even though the results could be, or at least could end up being really like not good for the area. Anyway. So what are we talking about? We're talking about, uh, CEO, uh, Jibaley, the the person who runs CEO, came out and said, hey, I'm working with Daytona uh, to clean up the city. Uh, and we're going to get, we are passing this bill. We're going to get uh, to really clean up panhandlers and homeless people. And part of that, we're going to build a homeless shelter. Uh, so where is this really coming from? Now, if you think back to the episode from, gosh, uh, not like almost even like a year ago, uh, man, uh, right after CEO, when we recorded that, it was, Hey, there's a lot of people out here and a lot of reports from the people who attended CEO on Twitter and on our street fighter saying, Whoa, there's like a lot of blatant racism out here. And this area doesn't feel very safe for me at all. Saw a lot of people say that a lot of like non, um, like not white people not feeling very comfortable or even like, I don't know, like minority people, people who follow within a minority were like, this does not feel comfortable for us in this area. And Jabali said, you know what? I'm going to talk to Daytona and try and change that. So, which was like, he was very forthcoming about, I hear you. Uh, this sounds like a problem and I'm going to talk to the city to, I'm going to throw some weight around and try and change that. Which, that sounds very positive. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, Grammy, do you have any like thoughts on this before I like dig into it? Or like, is that what you saw or experienced? Or did you go to CEO? Uh, no, I didn't go to CEO. The only tournament I really travel for is uh, Canada Cup. But that is a different story. Oh, on that's, how, a, that's another on how horror that show. Messed that, up. <laughs> fuck we talked about that on, before. The, on this panhandling uh, incident sash new law that's being implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's really interesting um they've they've banned panhandling in daytona beach and it's it's weird they arrest they're supposed to be setting up a like a homeless place but there's also talks of them like arresting people and um like uh, they they arrest for aggressive panhandling what exactly constitutes aggressive panhandling like right there's there's this this gray area of where things fall right but and a lot of that has to do with like the legal like the way that laws are written and how it even comes about because i can i don't know i the way that i see this happening is that Jabali, with like all good intentions goes to the people like he's not a city planner he's a tournament organizer right like he doesn't I mean, he's a great, he's a very intelligent guy, smart guy, hard worker. Absolutely. He doesn't know how to fucking fix a city. Like he's not going to solve racism. <laughs> no, that's not good. That's not a thing that Jabali can do. Although I would read that manga where Jabali wrestles the, the manifestation of racism. Uh, I'd, I'd read that. <laughs> I'd read that where he drop kicks, uh, suppression. Uh, that would be good. <laughs> Uh, I could be down for that. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, getting a little starry eyed here. But I I don't think Jabali had like, of course, like he brought up the topic to Daytona, but I don't think he was super involved in the politics and how it was written and, you know, all of this, you know, political shenanigans that go along with it. Absolutely not. Like he could, he is definitely like, gonna stand up for that community and say i mean he was there uh, giving speeches just saying like hey we bring this business to this city uh other business owners have said that like this is a problem uh but i can see him going and just going in and then someone for like a city planner or in this case the former uh the former sheriff being like who was actually like spearheading this this thing of of saying well we're gonna run a homeless shelter now uh so tell everyone that we're gonna run a homeless shelter and part of that is that we'll offer uh, access to this homeless shelter for people who are panhandling or people who are homeless and on its face you just think oh that's that's a solution but what that doesn't bring up or doesn't really that's easy to forget is that if you read into it, it's like, well, that also means that if the person who is panhandling or is homeless refuses access to, or cannot be given access to the homeless shelter because of like, what if the shelter doesn't allow drug use and this person is on drugs at the time, then they can, or or, I don't know that, or they have a dog. Let's say if that person has a dog and the homeless shelter doesn't allow dogs, they could just say, well, we can't take you to the homeless shelter because you have this dog. So, well, now we're just going to arrest you uh, because we can't take you to the homeless shelter or for any number of, there's like a whole like laundry list. It could be after hours of check-in for the homeless shelter. It could be at night, right? Right. Where homeless shelters close doors. So it's now it's like, well, we can just take you to jail now, which that could be, I can see how that could cause a lot of trouble for someone who is homeless. Not, and I'm not even saying like like people who are homeless with panhandling could even be that that bad. Let's say, let's say it's someone who actually has a job, 
uh, and their job doesn't allow them to check into the homeless shelter at the time when check-in happens, then, well, they're kind of just going to have to be out there. And now the police can go around and legally arrest them, whereas previously they couldn't legally arrest them because they couldn't offer a homeless shelter. But now they can. Right. So it- and I also feel like this doesn't address the main issue, which is the homeless people in an in a in yeah. an American city yeah. where it's just like, oh, we don't want you panhandling. So we're going to arrest and fine you or send you to a homeless shelter if you're panhandling trying to make money to either a, not be on the streets or B, get yourself in a better financial situation so that you can find a job. For any number um, of reasons. Any number of yeah. reasons. Yeah. And, and so now, like, they're not allowed to panhandle next to intersections or in any commercial area. So, like, you're basically like shoving your homeless issue into the dark corners of your city where they're just going to become more impoverished and not fix the issue yeah it yeah Uh, and the thing is like it because the other thing is like i saw a lot of people being like hey fuck you bailey because this you're like taking credit for this great thing you did of building a homeless shelter did you think about this you think about how this could be and it's like hey like the person who might be very vocal about this on twitter.com like you, you might have a point here but also this, I mean, like, good on Alex for trying to get something done, even though this doesn't necessarily really solve the issue of this isn't going to solve racism that a lot of people experience. Like, there's, there's still going to be, there's still going to be that, folks. Like, that, that'll happen. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't want to put this all on the shoulders of, of Jabali. This, is, I'm, yeah. I'm a Jabali apologetic here. <laughs> this uh, is in no way. I don't, at least I don't feel that this is in any way Jabali's fault. Jabali was trying to do something good for the community uh, overall, not just the fighting community, but the people in the area. Um, fighting racism is something that we should stand up for um, and shouldn't right. really be around as I speak as a colored person. Um, it's It's not... I was going to say the 1800s, but it's not the 1900s. Um, Let's be honest here. Like, it's a recent development for people not to be racist in the United States. And people are still racist. And there's not a lot you can do to a person. Um, So, Jabali is trying his best to make it so that people feel welcomed at his event. Um, Not only in the convention center or hotel. I can't remember which one he's in now. But also walking around to buy food, um, you know, if you need to go to like a grocery store, if you're, you know, don't want to spend all the money on, you know, fast food, if you want to cook something because you're in an Airbnb, like he's he's doing what he feels is is best for his event. And that had repercussions greater than what he first saw. And I don't I'm not going to blame him for that. Mm-hmm. Or that he's even capable of changing. It's a there is there is a system at work here that was well in place before Jabali even got there. Let's say that like this was probably in the making probably years before he even brought it up. It's just that he's been brought into the part of this, and the FGC just loves outrage culture. They love it. Give me something to hate. Give me something to hate. It's Tuesday. I got my gloves on. Let's punch down. 
I'm for it. It's not just the FGC, Joe. It's a lot of people. A lot of people are just looking for something to blame, to <sighs> some, something to point at and be like, that's wrong. I need that fixed. And then... And then also, but then also, not really do anything about it. Not, not do anything about it. Not think about any of the repercussions or why that thing happened in the first place. They're like that. That specific event needs to not happen. Not any of the things surrounding that event, but that thing needs to change. And it, uh, it's yeah. so short sighted. Damn. It's. Uh, That's so. Yeah. Yeah, man. Speaking of other other controversial things, let's not. Was, I can't do it right now. Let's not do this right now. Let's no. You don't let's talk okay. about some good shit. I need. I, we're gonna go on a roller coaster ride because we could. And I listen. That was a good transition. I'm for it, but also my heart is not for it. My heart's not for it. It's right, my birthday, can, can, dude. Let's talk about some other good shit. Let's go Which, back <laughs> in time to look at some. Old school fighting games taking back the main focus. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's a good. Go that's a great transition. That. Tell me about what you're you're gonna head into. Yeah. So we just had, um, you know, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his actual tag? NYC Furby. There we go. Uh, T.S. Saban um, streaming a a beautiful Super Turbo tournament, and uh, to go along with that, we had. Uh, Pat the Flip, Patrick Miller, mm -hmm. um, talk about his experience in CBS2 a little bit and uh, a recent CBS2 tournament that happened in NorCal. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I want to point out here, uh, I just feel like that, that ST tournament, like it, there was like no grand procession. It was just, we're going to play some games because we like these games. And like Arturo has always been about that. Like, He's I mean, good. that's how that's how the Mario tournament was really going. Uh, like in December, it was it didn't become a big thing until people were like, "Oh, this is popping off." Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, it was like, "Oh, we're just hosting a Marvel Two tournament. Uh, yeah. It's going to be fun." Yeah, and then like it blew hype. up on Twitter, and it was the <laughs> hypest thing that anybody's ever seen. Oh man, that Iron Man Infinite. Oof. Oh. oh man, that was so good. The rage quit, IRL rage quit. I love it. Uh, but that's that's another story. We talked about that a while ago. Uh, but this, I don't know, this uh, Super Turbo Torrent was like, hey, this is just something that I love to see. Well, for two reasons. Is that one, uh, I've been seeing a lot more people who are influential in the FTC post on our Street Fighter, and I'm 100% for it. I, I love seeing that and I love it when our community is accepting of that and give it, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where you could very easily see this post of it's a super turbo tournament, just kind of receiving middling upvotes at best. It's like not a whole lot of like comments or even clicks to it, but that wasn't really the case here. It wasn't like at the top of the sub, of course, because it's, it's super turbo, but at least like, I don't know, everyone should feel comfortable pushing the games that they love and pushing the tournaments that they love of whatever game, uh, on the sub. And it's, it's just awesome to see players and, uh, community organizers who are at that level, just say, you know what, fucking here you go. Like, here's this cool thing. Like it's out there. Everybody should come watch it. And also side note, uh, Watch the source of the event. Like if oh yes, that's that blew up on Twitter today or yesterday. I can't remember, but there was this long ass thread of Imagine people like being a TO. 
yeah imagine being a teal imagine all this imagine this imagine that and then imagine somebody rips your stream and your footage and puts it on youtube and all of your hard work that you went in through went through and did is just supporting somebody else and it's just like don't do that and that is a super important message i feel because as a to myself that's starting on twitch and streaming our locals it's a lot of work to organize an event get a stream set up do all this stuff um to make sure everything runs right and then to just have it like blatantly ripped and put on somebody else's youtube is just so frustrating yeah it's to appreciation day right now hashtag to appreciation day yes hashtag let's do it hashtag <laughs> to appreciation day is that what we're calling it by the way callback that's the most poignant i was gonna try and fit it in valentine valentio day but that that would just conflate the issue let's just make it straight let's play it straight yeah. this time let's let's straight up take over the day like let's not <laughs> let's not flaunt about it like we're no. taking over Valentine's Day. Hell yeah. February 14th from now on is <laughs> Teal Appreciation Day in my head. Hashtag Teal Appreciation Day. But that's what that, that was about. That's, and I, I know that everyone on Team Spooky is all about this. And because they've been burned in the past by so many stream rippers, is that this is not just on, on them to get out their videos as, as quickly as possible. It's also on us as viewers uh, to say... Oh, I want the people who did this to gain the benefits from hosting these videos because the other end of that is, which I don't necessarily think was brought into the Imagine Being a TO Twitter thread, is that a lot of those numbers, those views, like you can leverage those to get more money for your event in in the future for for sponsorships. To say, hey, yeah. we had this many people watching this last year, and we expect this number now. You can't say, oh, look at this stream rips numbers of what they did, because you also don't get any metrics on that of how long they watched the video. Like, you don't get any of the metrics because it's on someone else's fucking YouTube channel. Yep. Um, so here's what I want to say Team Spooky, NYC, uh, Furby, Level Up Live have all been doing. Uh, Tenno Productions have all been doing wonderful jobs of putting their content on YouTube as quickly as possible to combat this. Mm. Um, but also, if it's not out there yet, just go back in the Twitch archive to to watch it. Like you're still supporting them if you do that. That's true. That helps. That definitely helps. And you say, "Hey, I can't watch the Twitch archive because I'm not subbed." Just wait. Or maybe you should sub. Like or if, sub. If, if you're or able both. to, fuck it, man. Like, give. It's Yeah. They've, like, they've been if around you're for watching a long time. Content, if you're watching this content weekly or, you know, bi-monthly, bi-weekly, whatever it is, it's probably, it's probably worth some part of your income. Like, it's basically becoming TV to you at that point. Nah, man. Shit should be free. Give me shit for free. Some waffle fries. <laughs> Give me this stream and some waffle fries. Faux not free. Everything, not everything in this world can be free. Like you pay for cable. You pay for internet. Just pay these people for making the content that they're making. It's right. hard work. And it costs, the, it costs them money to get all the equipment to run these events. It costs them money to be there 
at the event instead of doing something else with their time that's more profitable yeah oh fuck so hell yeah that's that's the truth like uh, honestly that's the biggest <laughs> part is they could be some doing something more profitable with their time but instead they are streaming this tournament for you to watch and enjoy and you're like taking a dump right on their face and be like <laughs> fuck you we're not we're not helping you we're not supporting you even though you're trying your best to help us it uh, i just gotta no, gotta calm I'm, down i gotta I'm calm down it. a little I'm bit for it. well th- how we can calm down i do want to talk about patrick miller's story because it's i don't know it was just a good it's a good read so if you don't know who patrick miller is he's a fgc writer uh he's done a whole bunch of stuff in the past writes about games in general uh, he has a Patreon running right now. If this is, if you read this and think, "Ooh, I want him to continue working on stuff like this," or read his older stuff and think, "Oh, this is worthy of support," uh, I don't know, pitch him a couple bucks if you are capable of that. Uh, but it's a story about how, like, the <laughs> NorCal defending CVS2 versus SoCal, and him being feeling like he is in the position of, well, I'm kind of the weakest of the of the gatekeepers here, but. I gotta do yeah. it. It's and, know, it's it's good. What do you think about it? And more and more than him just being a gatekeeper, just him as a tournament player. Yeah, I feel like it really dives into that and the mentality that a lot of um, players that are not the strongest in their scene can feel. I like I feel this personally, uh, both between like Rochester and Buffalo. Um, we're we're not the best representation of Western New York, and I'm not the best representation of Rochester. Um, but, but if someone from Toronto came down and they tried to take first place right. at your locals, how if, would you if, feel? If Dell's on fire came on down to my locals, I would have to body him. Um, <laughs> and that's that's thing, how I'm, it's going to go. I'm biting my knuckles right now because that is a very realistic <laughs> thing. That I, I, that's actually that be that be all right. Uh, <laughs> Real talk that Dells would never come down to Rochester. He he has come down to Buffalo before, but Rochester is like an additional hour and a half that he yeah. doesn't want to do it's a because he'll further, know he, he knows he's just going to get bodied. So okay, I'll call him out. Not that he's going to watch this or anything, but you know. Fair enough. Uh, but no, it's uh, a it's a good story, and it it does put you in the head of of being in that position, and then like kind of in some ways trusting that like get it almost like a meditative state of well let's get that out of our head because we got to get we got to do this we got to do this right and it really drew me back to uh dragon ball z and the final bit of the cell saga or the cell arc where it's gohan standing there and goku's up in the uh other world communicating with uh king kai mm-hmm. and him being like you can't Get out of your own head. Stop doubting yourself. Stop eating away at yourself. You can do this. You got this. Do it. And that's what it is. And mm-hmm. like as cheesy as Dragon Ball can be sometimes, and as you know, as Shonen Manga as Shonen Manga gets, like that's what it is. <laughs> it sent a really good message there. And that's that's literally what uh patrick miller went through and what i go through oftentimes when i'm at my local uh monthlies and i'm like oh i can't i can't beat this other dude from my scene because he's stronger than me 
because I'm the weakest of the of the Street Fighter Five players. It's get like out of your head. get Gotta out of get my out. head. I can do this. I can I can beat I can beat not only my local player. I can beat everybody else that comes through to challenge Rochester, no, and that's I'm what it's it. all about. I'm for it. I've said this in the past, and I truly believe this. But it is amazing what just having someone else in your corner saying just saying I support you can do to your mentality going into any match. I feel very yeah. strongly about that, but uh, I think anyway. one of the, no, go ahead. One of, yeah. One of the big um, examples you can see of that is PR Balrog and a lot of his play. He's very emotional and back and forth with the crowd. And so like, if he has a crowd behind him, he's a great, but if he doesn't, it's, you can like really see it weigh on him. Mm-hmm. But speaking about old EG people, let's bring up Justin Wong in his Ooh. forever AMA. This man's transitions. It's actually so funny. Uh, I love how Justin's been. He's transitioned out of Team Echo Fox, which also breaking news coming down the, the, the telegram. I'm getting it here. Uh, breaking what news. What is it, Joe? What is it? <laughs> breaking news. Stop. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. I know, right? Uh, but uh, who was just signed to Team Echo Fox? None other than Knuckle Doo. Uh, everyone's favorite American player. I don't know. He, I think he's a good... I think Knuckle Doo is a stand-up guy, and I think that he fits with the the other players in... The other oh fighting game God. players in Team EG... Or not Team EG, Echo Fox right now. There you uh, go. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. This is like breaking news, so not a whole lot of news with that. But they added into their team, so congratulations, Uncle Dew. Uh, yeah, but Justin, good job. Uh, posted this AMA saying this will be up forever. Consider this my forever AMA. I mean, he's not on a team currently. He just had a brand new beautiful baby, who is a grappler main, which I'm totally <laughs> for. Yep. Uh, and he, he is thinking he's... about disowning. No, I'm not sure about that, but because he did say that he's thinking about taking a break from fighting games, um, not just to be with his family, but just because it's so stressful on your life he um, was on an to travel like every weekend, every weekend, That's every tough. weekend. There's like a CPT event and it's so draining on you and it, it just drains your social life that you want to get started. Like, cause he moved to Las Vegas and didn't really have time to start things in Las Vegas with the show social life. Mm-hmm. And then to like fly out every weekend, you know, yeah, you're seeing people that, you know, almost every single weekend, but it's still, it's not the same to be home. Like that feeling of home, like is so important. Yeah. It's like your man, your own bed even is like, so choice like after staying in a hotel bed and then just coming home to being like oh i like this pillow i like this mattress i'm comfortable here this is my body indent that i'm used to i'm okay with this uh i don't it's it's not something it's it's not something we talk about often on this show i know it's been brought up a couple of times but it's a fucking whirlwind and he just had the new baby and I think you can see a lot of the work that he's doing. It's it's all from home. He's doing a lot of videos. He's posting them on on our Street Fighter now a lot. He's being very, very interactive with the community. It's actually been really nice having him around, just being like, I don't know, here's, I, I like Street Fighter Five. Let's talk about Street Fighter Five. 
And also, yeah. I like some of these old games. Let's talk about these Chun Li matches from a while. It's just it's it's nice seeing him kind of transition. I think he's doing a really good job, and I think that a lot of people, if they are you know, thinking about taking that route, I think that he could, he might be like a very good. I mean, I know it's Justin Wong, and he's obviously a god, and people are gonna watch what Justin Wong does because he's Justin Wong, obviously. But I think that he he's a good role model. I think like this this is a very good right. way for him to transition out from being on a team because he was with Team EG for the longest time. Uh, transitioned to Echo Fox, did a lot of traveling with them, and now he's off on his own, being like, you know what, I'm gonna sit right at home and get as much engagement as I can from everybody out there. And he's doing gangbusters, and it's awesome. Uh, right, and I think it. this is a a good contrast. Um, to how Alex Valle has kind of faded from the competitive scene, where Valle faded into like a TO leader, into a, like a leadership kind of position. And Justin Mong is kind of fading into like this content creator slash um, FAQ guru, um, which is, it's still in the same vein of like a leadership kind of role, but it's a little bit different than being like a TO or like an event organizer and that kind of kind of thing which i really like how he's doing like yeah i think he's doing a really good job um like no no uh what's the word i'm looking for uh nothing bad on alex Valle. like Valle does good for his community and what he thinks is right mm -hmm. and he does a really good job at that um and this is just justin mong trying to do something different for his community because he's in las vegas there's already the esports arena that has stuff running stuff uh you know, every week there's a, a couple of other weeklies that run out in Las Vegas. He doesn't really need to be in that TO position. So he stepped back to content creating and, you know, answering questions. And that's great. This actually gives me a really good idea. I might, I might not put this on mic actually now that i think about it but it has to deal it has to deal with geef's gym and it has to deal with one of the latest videos that he put out where i i responded on on our street fighter with just a link to a a lesson in geef's gym that was just like hey if anyone wants to set that like here's how you set up in training mode to do what justin says it's like it's already like it's there. Basically, what he said was yes. like verbatim, word for word. Not not really, obviously, because fighting game advice is fighting game advice. They're gonna say it their own way. But it was just right. like clearly. Here's my response. Like this is what you can do, folks. Like look, this resource has been here for a couple of years now. <laughs> uh, maybe you should look at it. It's a it's only a little bit helpful. Just just, just the smallest bit. bit. Just helpful to you and you know your gameplay. And then Justin says it, and then it's like thousands of people being like, I've never thought about it that way. It's like, well, all right, fam. Okay. Y'all shucks. Nah, that has nothing to do. Uh, it's not that way, folks. Don't take it that way. I think Justin's doing a great job, and I'll have to talk to No Grammy off mic about that. But anyway, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that Justin Wong's doing a good job, and I also think Alex Myers is doing a really good job about this as well. Uh, he's, he continues to post uh, really good stuff to the sub. He's doing a lot of, uh, like, what he does is what he calls, like, sub appreciation day, where he'll go through someone's, some one of his Twitch subs, some of their matches, and kind of analyze what they are doing right, 
what they're perhaps doing wrong or at least see what they're not seeing in their opponents. And I want to bring this one up. Right. Because he analyzed one of Simpo's matches, uh, Sympathetic, uh, who turns up to our online locals. And it was like, oh, I know both of these people. This is great. My friend's talking about their matches. This is awesome. Uh, talking about some Ed matchups, too. So, like, if you want to hear Alex Myers talk about Ed for a little bit and maybe see if Sympathetic gets a little bit better out of this, we'll, we'll see how he turns up next week. We shall see. Yeah, I know a local player here in Rochester is trying to transition from Laura to Ed because he was a really footsie-based Laura, which doesn't really make sense. Um, I, so he's like I, trying false. to find a I character. I think that makes total sense. Fuck that. No, I think that makes sense. I think it, Laura's uh, buttons are okay. She has to reach a little she bit. Has, she has really good buttons. I agree. They're really annoying for Ryu to deal with. Uh-huh. Um, but They're on the slow end, but they have good reach. They have really good reach, and they, the thing with Laura's buttons is they do the job that they were designed to do, mm-hmm. and nothing more, nothing less. They do what they're designed to do. Effective. And and that's what it is. Um, you were saying. Which okay. is, yes. So, like, he's transitioning from Laura to Ed to, you know, a more reactive, hit-confirm kind of character that plays neutral strongly, which I think is all true of Ed. And... Uh, you showed me this. I showed it to him. He was like, oh, I can learn from this. I can do a, a bunch from this. Um, and really, you know, like this is a great thing to 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 have in the community. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's awesome that Alex Myers, one of the one of the top players out there, obviously, is like he said, it is exactly as he says. It's giving back to his like his community, but then also sharing with everybody else. And I think that we can all benefit from it. And it's again, it's just awesome to see these top players putting stuff on the sub. Because uh, the sub is our Street Fighter is only as good as the shit we put in it. And if we feed it garbage, if we feed it's it the gonna sub look garbage, like garbage. It's gonna look like garbage. And there are there are spans of months where honestly the sub looks like garbage, and there are some times where even even posts that could potentially be really helpful and useful turn into garbage, which is the next thing we're going to talk about, uh, which was a late ad from me. So sorry if you didn't even get to look at it, uh, but uh, a user posted to the sub, hey. I'm a newcomer to fighting games, uh, and here's what I think is, is kind of wrong. I was turned off from fighting games through street fighter five, uh, and gave like a list of, of things that he didn't like. And basically almost a hundred percent of the responses that he got were all like, I don't know, get good fam. Like learn to win. Like you're not even trying to learn fighting games. Like you're, you're supposed to like all these things that you didn't like about fighting games. So obviously shut the fuck up. And it's like, Ooh, actually, huh? Here's a question. Fighting game community, our street fighter. Why is it that it is really hard for fighting games to maintain like casual players why how is it why is it that it's so hard to maintain a huge audience uh maybe maybe we should 
listen to the things that someone, a casual player, might have to say. I think that this this level of competitive fighting game player, which I assume might, I don't know if I should assume this, but I would say maybe the majority of the people who listen to this podcast uh, are people who are at least interested in being competitive and care about the competitive you know, aspects of it, are, are deep into it. Uh, let's say like the frame data in the tech, like the technical things of how these things work. This guy was just like, no, I'm just casual. I don't necessarily really even care about all this stuff. I kind of know about it, but I wish it was easier for me to access without spending a whole lot of time. And people were like, no, you should fucking learn it. You should sit that like, obviously you don't care enough. Fucking loser. And I'm like, you guys, he raises a good point. Actually there there's both sides of the story, right? Like, yes, Street Fighter V should, not just Street Fighter V, but fighting games in general should do a better yes. job of teaching their players the game and what fighting games are. 10,000% yes. <laughs> yes, I hit it on the nose. I know this because Skullgirls does a good job. Guilty Gear does a good job. I think a couple others do a good job, but I can't recall them off the top of my head. But at a certain point, I think he brings up fighting really lame players, and that's... At a certain point, nothing can prepare you for that. That's your own mind that prepares you to do that. So if somebody's sitting across the screen, throwing fireballs every once in a while, anti-airing you when you try to jump, that's not something that a tutorial can teach you. That's something that you have to play through and realize kind of on your own. I, like what it I say require, might not be entirely true. It requires true. a little bit of introspection and research that... Otherwise, it, it requires some additional information. You know, it's not, it is something that is not easily observable to most people of, oh, right. they threw this fireball and Here's I can, why they threw I've the done fireball the math in my head, and I can see the matrix. If I jump over their next fireball, they can anti-air me. So I shouldn't fight like, no, like normal casual players don't see that shit at all and it it, is, it was ridiculous for us to ask them to like right it is, it's it's, it's very difficult i i agree with you joe but <laughs> there's there's this learning curve to fighting games and it's the reason why fighting games are the hardest to get into is because of this learning curve where there's so many small situations that you have to get used to more so than a moba or a shooter game where you have teammates that can cover your your weak areas a fighting game it's on you you have to learn every small situation you have to know it inside and out and be prepared to counter it and be prepared for the counter to the counter so like you have to counter the counter which is countering your original counter <laughs> like meta level in fighting games starts to get so Advanced. I'm not sure how well you can teach somebody these concepts. I, I know so this. This is a tough thing. It gets, I know, it gets so confusing to, and so to code like, into your game. I you know. you have to teach people vernacular of the game yeah. in a in a short period of time. You have to teach them the moves of the game and how to get better at the very fundamentals of like doing a combo. You have to teach them how neutral works and what that is and how to not just constantly jump at your opponent. Ain't nothing in the game that tells you what that is ever and like, in right. any fighting game in any of them. There, there never is. It's, it's sort of what is 
the old school style of fighting games and what a lot of people are hesitant to change is that there's this fundamental belief that this genre of games you are required on your own to realize a lot of your own play style of your own weaknesses of your of what your opponent is doing and how to counteract them like it's all reliant on you there's there's no resource to tell you how to be a better you right um yeah, which and, and to the, like to counterpoint that is that in other genres there's actually a lot of resources in game that tell you almost exactly what you need to do to change even think about like first person shooters for example think about the kill cam there's nothing in fighting games that provides you the information the information that you would need to improve your next attempt than a kill cam because think about it this way you're running through the trenches right you pop open through a door uh, and you're running through a field bam you die for almost for seemingly no reason and then the kill cam Whoa. shows you oh there was a sniper in this building over there so now you think i've just respawned i'm not going to run through that field because I got sniped and that guy's still in there. In fact, I'm going to change my game plan. Maybe I'll sneak behind the tower and I'll come up behind him and stab him in the back with a knife. Maybe I'll do that. Right, but what's the difference there, Joe, right? On the first person shooter side, you have two different screens with two different players seeing different things. In a fighting game, both players are seeing technically the same information. It's just processed differently in each of their brains. Yes, it's way, but it's in, way different. In the game, in the game, after you have failed, it shows you exactly. Here's where this is. It points out. It doesn't show you That's, the path, but it leads you to so it. It draws. It draws a line from A to B, or at least There's shows so you A and B. And you have to find the line to get from A to B. Sure, some people are dumb and they won't figure it out. I get it. But even in fighting games, there it doesn't even show you A to B. Even even in the situation of like a, a kill cam in fighting games, the last hit is like 100 well, times out of 100, not the reason why you lost the game. Right, which is what makes it so much harder to determine why you lost. Because you yeah. look at a shooter and you're like, oh, look, the kill cam is the sniper shooting me from a half a mile away. Right. I can solve that. It shows you why you died. In fighting games, why you died is not the last moment of your life. It's oh, like something that happened 30 seconds ago. And that's like, <laughs> that's so hard to track for a developer. Like, the doesn't make sense joe like that's so hard and I so know. one there's nothing know. That i'm not offering solutions i'm not offering solutions nogaremi i'm just yeah. i'm just saying we should think outside the box and not dunk on people who say this shit is hard <laughs> okay that's that's what i'm that's what i'm agreeing with it's like yes these things are i'm hard. mad that They're i'm agreeing with you shut up i'm also mad like you're not, like i feel like you're not seeing my point but you're seeing my point <laughs> Oh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm short but, notice, but too. But what I'm trying to say is that the intricacy in fighting games is that there can be a mistake that you made 60 seconds ago that costs you the entire round. Hmm. And it's there's no developer way, no kill cam way to show you that's why you lost. Now, what I think is a much better option is if Street Fighter V, instead of they already offer, you know, return to previous mode, return to main menu. Uh, this is for ranked or casual matches, by the way. Um, 
uh, view view opponent fighter profile or uh, go to training mode with your opponent's character. I think there would be a great fifth option there, which is review not just the replay that you lost, but all of the replays in that set mm -hmm. so that you could see why like to look and, re and and to really put the focus on going back and looking at your own footage and seeing what you did wrong mm -hmm. and to analyze your own footage which is a very important part of getting better in fighting games is looking at your own footage seeing what you're doing wrong or what really you're taking important. damage to and not really giving you the way to fix it but being like hey you're doing these things wrong. Or even if there was here's like, we here's my suggestion to that, which I've talked about before. I don't know if I've done it on the show, but I have talked about it before. Let's say, and I kind of want to spin off this subject cause we're, we're getting along a little long in the tooth now, but, uh, take that replay, have that replay jump to the moments where you took damage, save those to like save states because the game has save states that you can load, uh, that you load up and then try to replay without taking that initial damage, because it has the inputs from your opponent. Right. I think See? I think this is where we're getting interest interesting, right? Because at this point, because uh, the how the replay system works in Street Fighter Five is that it takes the version of the game and then a list of inputs and mm -hmm. basically tells the game to display what it should display um and so basically you take all that information you load it you load that like one situation where you took damage maybe um a second a or two before in. and a, in, in a second a, a, like a second two before and a second two after right so that you know there's you can really get yourself immersed in the situation and then you play that situation like you can pull those inputs in put them in a safe state like that i think is feasible for you know capcom is. to do i think that's possible and i would love to see a fighting game do that in the future uh okay uh let's spin off because we've we've delved on that and we are in agreement and i love you and i hate you uh yes i i love and hate you too um <laughs> you. we we are both looking at it from like a slightly different perspective which makes it very aggravating when you're trying to talk on the issue because you're both like but it should be this way and then the other person's like it should be this way and then it's like know, we're talking but it about should the also same be thing, this way, the way. all right yeah well so, so let's get into let me spin off into the other topic that i didn't want to talk about uh i think it's time i'm okay with this now I've recovered. Right, you've you've recovered. Okay, so we're gonna I talk have. about uh, A4 Andre and him getting banned on Twitch for reasons that I don't know if we're gonna disclose or not because no. he hasn't publicly said them. So um, here's here's the thing. Here's like the best fallout from that. When I when you say A4 Andre, there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, who the fuck is A4 Andre? Because you look at his Twitter following and you see, oh, it's only like a thousand or a couple people. That's that's not a whole lot. He's not very big. To which I reply, in the fighting community, that's kind of big. Like, uh, yeah, like you said a thousand. I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's pretty good. That's like I'm, I'm I mean, sitting on, on a solid sixty. On like the huge scale, on the huge scale of, of fighting games, right? On the or not all games in general, competitive games, like fighting games are so so small so like 
a thousand, a little over a thousand followers is like, that's you're on your way. That's significant. And Andre has been a four Andre a four arena has been around for probably the better part of five to six years. And what they've done is created a place that players can go to. They compete every week. They continue to get better. Uh, it's, it's like its own discord. They have their own community, a uh, little bit insular and sure, whatever, that's fine. But from that, I've seen, I personally, over the course of, of those five years, have seen so many players start with A4. You see that A4 in their name. You see it. Uh, and they yep. might drop it later, but I've seen these players have that A4 in their name and then become one of some of the greatest players in the world. A4 Punk, by the way. Yeah, that's that guy, true. That guy's done interviews as A4 Punk in the past. But that, again, in hey, the past. Hey, listen, as long as he wasn't EMP. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has the, the PTS EMP. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I, have, EMP. I have post-traumatic EMP disorder. Yes. Triforce did nothing wrong. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. no. So what, what happened was, or at least what was reported from Andre was he wasn't given, at least initially, a takedown notice. He had since been given a takedown notice, but something happened on his stream that caused Twitch to say that is a bannable offense. Uh, you're, it is an indefinite ban. A4 is gone. So all of those past five years of building this team i mean all of the the other bones are still around they cut the but twitch cut the head off all of the talking points uh the the way they run tournaments all of that is is gone because uh, a4 andre twitch account uh was removed i cannot personally speak about why it was removed andre knows why it was removed he's talking with twitch admins currently but he's not being open about it because he feels that it can affect the appeals process. Because again, think about it this way. Think about the appeals process this way is that Twitch sees this one person with like a thousand couple followers on Twitch or on Twitter. And that's like a fucking bug to Twitch. If you think about the overall right. general, you look at a ninja is Twitch going to care about a thousand people. Hmm. Like, Fucking no I can't, I can't way. I can't say they're going to, yeah. So anything that could hurt his appeals process, he's not going to even fuck with because that, like, no fucking way is the huge ass company of Twitch going to give a fuck about someone like Andre, even though us as in the FGC, I can point to many dozen players who I'm like, okay, this person started at A4 and they might not have A4 in their name now, but they are... They, are, they have made it this far in the community and they started there at the very least they started there. Like that's, right. it's just that staple. That's it. That same. And it's just another thing too, where like I have kind of a heart for him because there's not a lot of people running weekly online tournaments. And he's been one of the, the other few pillars who do, who does. And it's like, I, I give that my support 100%. Granted, Let's let's go back to the maybe the darker side of things is that a couple of years ago and like he's he, he doesn't have the, the whitest, the cleanest sheets, the cleanest rap sheets. He's done some shit in the past that is highly questionable that 
a me today. I'm not, let's put it this way is that I am not when someone fucks up, who is someone that I could potentially punch down to, or I consider a, a mutual. I don't, you don't be outraged about that. You go to him personally and say, Hey, you fucked up. This is what happened in the past. I've told him he fucked up. He had since owned up to it, apologized, seek repentance. And there's a lot that can speak to that. Right. So a lot of people have looked to that and said, well, he's not being honest about the, why he was banned on Twitch. It was probably for some gross shit like he's done in the past. And it's like, yes, obviously he's done some gross shit in the past. Like clearly it's out there fucking fine. Like I get it. And you want to dwell on that because it's so easy to hate. It's so easy to hate. And there are so many, it is one of those things where when this became public and he was saying, I'm not going to be public about this. And there was kind of outrage about that where it's like, I almost, I almost wish he pulled a dead mouse. I almost wish he, he dead moused it. So I could say, Hey man, uh, gets, I could probably go to him privately, but also maybe if I knew about it, maybe I could say, Hey, uh, get fucked. And maybe kind of, I would just wash my hands. of it. It's not worth getting in the mud. It's not worth getting in the mud with a dead mouse. Trust me. Right. There's, there's, there's this nuance thin line here, you, folks. There's nuance yeah. here. <laughs> there's this thin line where you, you want to support a person that is a doing good in the community. Um, B that has previously done wrong, but is trying his best and not even trying his best. He is doing much better at, you know, presenting himself and what he represents and, you know, promoting the community and everything that that entails. And to have people come back and be like, no, you're still the same person that was two or three years ago. Like people, people change. Like, like how do, how do people not realize that? Like a lot of people's complaints with stories or movies is that people stay the same they don't have an arc but here you have a person who has it like an actual human being who has an arc in their story that you're like no fuck him like he did all this shit in the past like what what it's like what is the at that point what is the what example are we showing people uh to want to change that is how you get people to be entrenched in such hateful ideas and hateful thoughts and things that actually hurt people is when you go after him, you go for the gut, go for the throat. There's no option for, for any, for seeking any kind of penance or any kind of giving back to the community. It's just, we've become so used to empty apologies and this is not on the, on the docket of things to talk about, but just something that I've been thinking about is that there's so there are so many empty apologies. There was one today, today. And it's like, man, like how many times do we have to listen to this shit to, to, for, for someone to be apologetic about using hate speech? Like that shit puts me to sleep, puts me to sleep. Unless, unless your argument ends with, and that's how hate speech makes this space a lot friendlier to everybody. I'm not going to listen to you. Because that's fucking not how that sentence ends. <laughs> that's never how that sentence ends. Uh, you got you got me there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Uh, there's... There's there's just nothing else to say. Like, yeah, 
just be better people, ladies and gentlemen. Like, yes, you you trust people a couple of times and and you you give them this faith and this trust like oh hey it's been a couple of years you haven't done anything wrong i'll i'll start trusting you again and then something like this happens to andre and then all of a sudden there's absolutely no trust anymore nobody believes a single word he says and it's just like this man just spent like 2 years gaining your trust back like mm-hmm. give him a little faith let him let him try to fix this on his own. And if he comes back and be like, look, I'm still banned in like a couple weeks. And like, he hasn't gotten through this appeal process. It's then. Yeah, it's a done deal. Like the man actually messed up. Right. And then but, the, uh, the uh, other end of that is that uh, like, I, I feel like this cannot be overlooked is that the fighting game community is so small. Twitch has no reason to give a fuck about him. They have that's, no that's reason true. to give a fuck about him at all. They could forget about this, and to them, it is it's piss, it is piss in the wind. It it is nothing. It is a speck Listen, of dust. Let's not just say Twitch.tv. Amazon as a company can oh, care less about their about their users. Um, a lot of the time, 100% right. um, if one of their users fuck. gets 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 wronged and uh, customer support doesn't customer support doesn't help them the right way and Eh, it can it can it can literally get swept under the rug yeah or like the one that gets me is that in their factories not having caution yellow because it's not aesthetically pleasing what oh that's this is not a fighting game topic but oh boy howdy boy (laughs) uh this sounds like some Mm. real stuff where is that Tesla factories? I don't know. I get I get Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Bezos. I get the Bezos. Bezos. I get them fucked up. The in my internals head. of your factories look like. I get them. Make I get them mixed up in my head. Like big corporations, it, man. Also, Joe. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Make the factory safe. It doesn't matter if it's Amazon or Tesla. Just have safe factories. America, why are you fucked up this way? I don't know, man. Why? I mean, at least... Why does capitalism ruin everything? Capcom's done a really good job this year, and because of that... I mean, at least they didn't fire like 800 people. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about Activision 2 in this No, I really don't. I really don't, because it's... that is hyper fucked up, and I. The thing is, I can offer no like tangible support for any of those people aside from, like, I've been trying to retweet as many outreach threads as I can from the R Street Fighter account, yeah. just because it's it's people who have been supporting other people in in the industry, and it's just like, like thank God that there are people who are like that and are capable of doing that and have the have those connections and are making those connections available and visible to those people who have lost their jobs. But fuck. Real quick, I want to point out that game companies laying off their employees doesn't just affect those employees. It affects people, especially that I know, you know, at RIT, who's, which is a big university with a lot of degrees, including a game design and development degree. Hmm. Um, it affects the people trying to enter the industry and get jobs. Because they can't find anything because all of these experienced workers keep getting thrown back into the workforce. And then they're like, okay, um, maybe I'll find somewhere that doesn't care if I have experience and then build something there. 
and it's just a terrible system for like the game industry is fucked up that's that's the end of the statement yeah it's real fucked up uh i mean blow blow up tuesday was i mean that block of infinite was a pretty big blow up but at least capcom didn't have the highest earnings they've ever had in 2018 and then have to lay off 800 fucking people oh my goodness at least at least they didn't do that i would like to reference my tweet here that said the gaming industry is insanely fucked up and just end the sentence and and move on I mean, I'm glad. I don't know. See, but now I'm getting angry. I'm getting my my blood is red, man. My oh blood my runs goodness. red. Joe, I can keep going if you want to, but no, I think I, we should let it lie. No, we should, because <laughs> again, because there again, there's nothing really tangible that I can offer aside from pointing to those at least those outreach threads, because that's that's all we can that give people our, can support each other. We can give our condolences. I'm sorry that the gaming industry is fucked up, but it is fucked up. And that is something that you have to entirely structurally change with how gaming companies operate, which I don't think is going to change anytime soon. I think it's actually going to stay the same for a very long time. And it's very bad because like once you get to that CEO board level status, you're there for a long time. Unless, like, you have a terrible affair and people take you out for no reason. I mean, do you think um, like that our generation people... is going to get our version of the jungle? Like, who's our Upton Sinclair? Like, oh, I, we... I don't know, dude. I mean, it's not really the meat packing industry, but it's like the, the human packing industry. It's getting chewed Almost, up. dude. Almost. Anyway. Uh, okay, we can, we can spin off uh, into... All right, there's no other really, there's no other topics here. I guess uh, there's one last topic listed here uh, is that if you have a Spotify account, all of the official Capcom music has been, all of it, all of it. I've, I've, so I've, I've had Spotify uninstalled for three years. (laughs) I re-downloaded Spotify. For this. For Capcom. Because though, the music is so good. It's so good. Capcom makes good good music good as um, music like historically and even today like i i maintain street fighter 5 has some bangers it's got some bangers. it has some look as as meme worthy as rashid's theme is it's a really good song and it's really catchy and it's <laughs> it's really good um it just also happens to say rashido about good. eight million times it's very good <laughs> No G theme, the one that uh, the announcement trailer G theme. No full release of that yet, unfortunately. Yeah, but not in there. That's the one thing. But like all, like we're not just talking Street Fighter music. We're talking all Capcom music. Yeah. So Mega Man, Devil May Cry. Uh, I'm forgetting a bunch of games. Uh, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting so much right now. There's um, a lot. Hey, Monster Hunter. There's a lot of Capcom music and a lot of it is There's so much. Capcom has so many good IPs that they're uh-huh. a lot of which they're just kind of sitting on. Like, eh, we might get around to this. They delivered a lot this year. This year was a pretty good year for Capcom. You say this year. This is 2019 now. So last year. Oh, huh. It is, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. You kind of forget that because it's not been a good year for you. <laughs> So, I like I, I like to think 2019 hasn't happened yet because fuck it, <laughs> fuck it hardcore. 
Uh, yeah, I've been living on hardcore mode. 2019 hit and hardcore mode flipped on. I was not ready you, for it, folks. I did not make a hard save. Uh, Joe, you hit New Game Plus, which was really rough. December 31st hit, and I did not make a hard save. I fucked up. I need to I need to go back. We need to go back. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's kind of the last bit of news. Is there anything else from? from the Rochester area or anything else you got going on that you want to want to give a pitch to? Um, we're doing another monthly next month, next month, blah, blah, blah. next month, uh, March 9th, I believe is, uh, another rock rock city run back. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time we're going to have a free street fighter, ultra street fighter four tournament with a $50 pop bonus. Um, so that's going to be mad hype. I'm going to be in there for sure. Cool. Um, because as we talked about before this, I just labbed a new evil Ryu combo for Able, which is going to be great because there's an Able player in Rochester. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. No, that's sick. I'm for it. Uh, so that's a show. However, I can't let you go. I got to ask you the two classic questions. Uh, so if anyone's not familiar with the show, anytime I have a new guest on, I have to ask them this line of questioning. It's a question that comes in two parts. Part one. What is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? I'm I'm gonna have to say Street Fighter Five Ryu's Standing Fierce. Um, okay. Just the the way it animates and hits is so snappy. Even though it's like an eight frame button, uh, if you people understand frame data, um, it just it pops out there. And if it crush counters, it makes that sweet sound effect, which I think Capcom did a good job with the sound effect for a crush counter in Street Fighter Five. It just that glass breaking, ooh, it feels so good. Um, no, that's a good but button. Yeah. It's like a high, it's like that an often is... overlooked button that until you and Delzone started using it specifically, like in the corner, I was like, nah, that button ain't anything. And then I'm like, ooh, wait a minute that button hold the phone it's kind of like a stop it's almost like a stop sign that's out there immediately you're like stop i got you you have to respect this and even on block at that at like max range it's not really that punishable so i'm for it all right real quick before we go to the next question joe i need to use the restroom all right we'll we'll give a pause break okay couldn't finish it out and just like that we are back folks uh, like magic. In fact, it's like we didn't take a pee break at all. I took a, a beer break, even though we've only got a couple minutes left. Uh, it's a long haul, folks. Trust me on that. But no Grammy. Part two of the question always comes is, what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Well, I alluded to the fact that I labbed out in able combo and street fighter 4 today and that is in fact my current favorite combo because okay. uh i typed out my favorite combo and then i was like i think i can make this better and i don't know if it works on any other ca- character other than able but i'm gonna think about it and do it and so what happened was i went to training mode did the combo i had previously written down and then realized that hey able gets hit by uh, after medium kick axe kick from evil Ryu, he gets hit by crouch light punch, stand medium punch and a light Tatsu. That usually doesn't happen. Usually you get pushed too far away or their hitbox isn't in the right place. 
Um, but Abel gets hit. And so I was like, I wonder if I can hit crouch, medium punch, stand, medium punch after the axe kick. And as it turns out, you can on Abel and maybe a couple other characters. I didn't really test it all. Um, but basically, it's crouch, medium punch, stand, heavy punch, medium axe kick, crouch, medium punch, stand, medium punch, light axe kick, FADC forward, crouch, light punch, stand, heavy punch, medium axe kick, crouch, medium punch, stand, medium punch, light axe kick, FADC forward, crouch, medium, no, crouch, light punch, stand, heavy punch. Close it medium out. Axe, there. Yeah, medium axe kick, crouch light punch, stain medium punch, into light tatsu, uh, into light DP, and then heavy DP, which does 501 damage and 820 stun, if you're wondering, for your full resource meter um, on Able in the corner. Without spending ultra? Without spending ultra, it's correct, because that would take more meter than I have. Right. Um, the combo builds maybe, I think, close to a bar. Um, it's it's very interesting. I think if you start with three bars, you build an entire bar if you wanted to do a, the second FADC in the yeah, combo. The loop. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, are you really going to go for the combo that often? I don't think so. <laughs> It's against yeah. one character right now, and I might, I might, I'm, I have to lie that on other characters. It like might this be is the only one. The only other one it might work on is DJ. Try DJ next. Is my advice. I've, I've forgotten all the combo specific stuff because Street Fighter Five, you don't necessarily need to think about all that stuff. It's like, are you a big body? Are you a small body? It's all the really yeah, matters. and in Street Fighter Four, it's. Oh, how large is your crouching hitbox? How large yeah. is your standing hitbox? And those are very different numbers. And like on, all of no matter what side character you are. And all of the hurtboxes were tied to the 3D models at first and then altered from 3D models to square boxes late in the process, uh, which caused a yeah. whole lot of fuckery. Uh, yeah. Talk to Hatson about that if you ever want to get into the history uh, of why Street Fighter uh, 4's hitbox hurt boxes are kind of like mega fucked up. Kind of mega super, fucked up. They are super fucked up. Yeah. But anyway, folks, that's a show. Uh, Nugrammy, thank you for, for coming on. It has been a pleasure. And I'm, I'm super happy to kick off TO Appreciation Day. Uh, with one of my favorite TOs because not only are you a TO for the RIT um, for the yeah I was a former TO for the r slash street fighter round robin tournament mm -hmm. I am still a supplementary TO for the main bracket for Monday nights on for the east coast tournament for r slash street fighter mm -hmm. uh, and um, with that I am super appreciative hashtag TO appreciation day yeah, I do my best to find Valentine's Day. Hashtag fuck Valentine's. I think that's really what we need to nail down. More than hashtag TO appreciation. Hashtag fuck Valentine's Day. Yeah, this is really a scale on like how much do I do I want to support tournament organizers and how much do I want to dunk on Valentine's Day. And honestly, it's it's very it's a close race, folks. One has been 
a, a black dot on my life for my entire life. And the other is like, mm, I really just want this for this thing that I like. And for a lot of my friends, I want to support TOs, but also fuck Valentine's day. I agree with you on both points. So. But also for any listeners out there who don't have Valentine today and are feeling quite lonely, know that the FGC is there for you. I'll be your Valentine. Yeah, uh, this year Joe was my Valentine. Uh, it's real, the real talk. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, but that's it. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at Nogarimi on Twitter and Twitch, um, or uh, at RITFGC on Twitter and Twitch uh, as well. I'm now managing two accounts. It's very weird. Yep. Um, oh yeah. It, now, now you get to gaslight yourself. I oh man, I can tell stories. It's, it's weird, Joe, but let's weird. save it for another time. No, um, weird. You can find more information about RIT FGC locals um, at top tier.gg forward slash events forward slash RIT dash FGC dash locals, or you can go to uh, RIT FGC.com which is still a little bit in the works. I'm still updating uh, the page every once in a while uh, about every day to get it all finalized, but we are right there. The entire design is finalized. It's published on the web so you can find it. Uh, Yeah. Look us up. We're great. Yep. Look it up on internet.com. All right, folks, that's a show. Uh, again, you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter.com or Super or, or Joe underscore Monday on our Street Fighter. That's a show, folks. Uh, catch us every Thursday for another edition of RSF Radio. But until then, look out for the online locals, which take place on Mondays and Fridays, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about this. We didn't. Dude, Mellow. Yo, shout outs to Mellow. Mellow Digital on Twitter.com. Oh. Yo, I was, he puts I was together a hype reel it. for the online local, and it is oh, chef's kiss. It is, it is so good. It's tight. I'm sad that I'm not in any of the highlights, but that's appropriate because I'm very bad at the game. You are so. technically in one of the highlights in that Delzone, it was part of your team for a 3v3. And he did the bodying, so it's like by proxy. Was that was that in the that clip? Was, I, I saw footage of Delzone. I don't know if it was in the clip though. That clip of Delzone was during the three v three. There's like four clips of Delzone in there, so no, there's only two. There's only two. Which, okay. by the way, that's I, I way too many this. clips of Ryu. Where the fuck my where the fuck everybody else? At? Hey, hey, <laughs> calm down there. Ryu is great. Ryu needs to be uh, in more clips. He should have been the entire video. <laughs> buff cami anyway so the, yeah <laughs> no. check that out uh i'm excited about that i'm sharing that as as often as i can because that shit is hot shout out to mellow digital for, put, for putting all that together look forward yeah, to seeing it looks that super every good Monday it looks Friday. super professional it's beautiful i know it looks too good it looks too good are we replacing uh billy d no, we're never replacing Billy D. Williams. Never, never. Read my lips, folks. Billy D. Williams is staying with the R Street Fighter online online local forever. Me and Billy D. Hashtag 
me and Billy D. All right, folks, that's the show. Uh, We'll see you next Thursday on another edition of RSF Radio. But until then, take care, folks.